now that's at that level. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to cover a song by an artist that's so popular because the bigger the artist's popularity, the more people that listen to them, duh, and thus the more scrutiny you may receive. Or Super critical. People will be critical. The more beloved the artist, the more opportunities there are for people to be critical of your cover of their work. So, yeah. I don't know, but maybe there's the maybe there's more Michael Jackson covers than any other artist is covered that I just don't know. I I've I think Annie are you okay is the only smooth criminal. <laughs> First of all, the song criminal. The song's is, title is Smooth Criminal is the only one that comes to mind. You sound like a Beat pa- it? You sound like a parent. Beat it? Wait, what's the song Annie are you okay? No, uh, Dad. Who's that? Guns and butter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I think the good ones will probably be those random YouTubers that yeah are just recording in their in their house. You know what I think is unfair when uh, people make covers that are featured on these TV talent shows. And then the songs get the opportunity to place on, like, billboard charts. Yeah. That's not fair. What do you mean that's not? It's at, I don't it's, know if it's billboard charts, but it's definitely iTunes, like, trending on iTunes for the day, the week. I've seen, I want to say I've seen, uh, I want to say I've seen uh, placement on charts. That's very possible. I... That's kind of annoying. It's like, you don't deserve that. That's not your song. These, okay, so here's the problem I have with these singing competition shows. It has taken what was a thriving band culture where you would hear of different groups and and transitioned it now to where you just have a lot of solo artists. And I think these talent competitions have taken the focus off of the magic that happens when you have a band working together and highlighted these individual performers and almost completely eliminated bands and groups. I think it was the 90s were the last last decade of bands and groups. I think you might just want to relive the grunge era really bad, Dave. I'm not denying that. (laughs) Look... Dave. Listening to Nirvana and Stone Pebble Pilots and Pearl Jam. I got a jury duty summons. I've never had jury duty. I got summoned uh, many years ago, and, you know, they give you a number, and you call. Okay. And uh, my number wasn't called, so I didn't have to go. Okay. That was my only jury jury duty experience. (laughs) Jury duty. Jury duty. Jury duty. Uh, that was my only jury duty experience, and uh, I just got summoned again. Got this in the mail the other day. First off, it scared me when I saw the the, the envelope. I was like, "You got a ticket? Was like, Maybe oh, here we red go. light camera? Got to explain Speeding. this to my wife again, again." And then I get to talk about I need to be careful. I need to be safe. Well, you do. Well, you do need to be careful. And safe. I always tell my wife, no one wants me to die less than me. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to. You don't want me. That's you don't true. dread me dying more than I dread me dying. No. 
Do you dread you dying? Actually, I can't wait to die. Oh my goodness. This is... I can't wait. I'm not saying I want to die right now. I'm saying that when it happens, the moment before the lights go out, I'm going to be so happy. I think you are in a gross minority of <laughs> the population of this earth in saying that. To be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord, Dave. I'm, I'm not saying that there's not hope in <laughs> death. I'm just saying that there aren't too many people who would say that out loud. Imagine this, Dave. Imagine you've done the hard part of dying, right? Whether you're sick or whether you just went through a tragic accident, mm-hmm. you're past the point of, of uh, pain, mm-hmm. and you're about to go. You feel, you feel it getting cold uh-huh. and dark. Yeah. That's the moment. The release. That's the moment where you're like, this is happening. Hmm. You should be excited at that point. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dave. Whether you're a believer or not, it should be equally exciting. If you're a believer and you're like, this is it, I'm going to meet God. If you're not a believer, you're like, this is it. I'm going to find out what happens next. What's more exciting than that? I think a lot of people have fear about, like, I can't wait. You might be a person that there's less fear in the unknown. Like, there might, might be a little excitement about the unknown. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who fear the unknown. And that's like the ultimate eternal unknown. I guess for so. Because no one knows. It's really intense to wonder that. Say what you want, but no one actually knows. There's, there's I've known nobody. <laughs> Believe who's what you been want. on the other side and come back yeah. to yeah, that's physically be here and tell me. Believe what you want to believe, but you don't know. That's the faith aspect. What of is to huh? know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this jury duty thing, uh, I'm uh, kind of, uh, you know, do I hope I get the Scranton Strangler? Sure. That would be a cool case to be on. Uh, I'm hoping that my call-in number doesn't get called again. I don't know how it works, though. I don't know if this is a for real jury duty. Are you getting sequestered? Um, it is important you answer each question. The questionnaire is necessary to determine if you are qualified to serve as a juror. Choose one of the following options. Okay. Oh, maybe I should just answer this, like, jacked up. No, but... but like, oh, I always wanted to convict you someone. Want, yeah, you kind of <laughs> want to be on. Do your public duty. It's, it's yeah, your this way This is my civil duty, and yeah. I'm going to do it. I think you should do it. And I'm going to... I just don't want to be late to the thing. Who, That's did, my biggest was it a, fear. The Homer Simpson quote where he says, <laughs> I say I'm prejudiced against everybody. Was that Homer Simpson? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I had a um, I had a meeting earlier today at Starbucks. I love that place. And uh, I got to the Starbucks five minutes early. Mm-hmm. And I just decided to wait in my car until one o'clock. Oh no! When my meeting started. I was like, I'm not gonna go in. So. And <laughs> Not because I was fearful of, uh, not because I was fearful of being arrested, but I just thought, why go in and look, and look uh, sketchy? You thought you would see. That's a complete difference <laughs> in experience. I that's would a, okay, never. So. I would never think, man. If I go in early and sit down, I might look sketchy. Yeah. You know what I think? I'm gonna go sit down and wait for the person to come, people won't even notice that I'm there. Yeah. 
that was, you know, I brought that up as kind of like tongue-in-cheek kind of thing because uh, I really don't, I really didn't think that. I would just, I was listening to a podcast, so I was like, let me just finish listening. But I did want to mention, did I did want to bring it. your mind, though? Uh, a little bit. I did, I did okay, want to bring that's, Okay, just you know what the really fact crossed, that it crossed your mind is something that I never, ever, yeah. ever experienced. Here's what, I, here's what really crosses my mind. Uh, tomorrow I head out to go to Virginia up in the mountains in Virginia okay. to go to this retreat, this youth retreat that I'm doing some stuff at. And when I visit places like that where I'm the gross minority, mm-hmm. um, whenever I need to stop, like for gas or to use the bathroom or to go in and grab a bite to eat somewhere, mm-hmm. I feel super weird. Hmm. Like being in a place where there are not many people that look like you, sadly, it really does affect me. And I don't know if it's necessarily me thinking the worst of the situation, it's just a little bit uncomfortable. Well, it's a shame that Starbucks is one of those, can be one of those places, even in a metropol- metropolitan Can area. be, yeah, as proven by the not recent events. Where, of course, if you have not been on the internet or any around any form of media, you do not know about the two men that were arrested at Starbucks. They were waiting on a guy they were meeting with, so they hadn't bought anything. They were sitting there, and I... The last thing I read, and I don't know if it's true or not, they were there for like two, three minutes. Two minutes. Before the cop, before cops were called? Before the manager called the cops. So here's, my, here, here's the thing. Um, I wanted to bring this up to illustrate the, uh, and bring up the issue of privilege. This is a picture-perfect example of reverse privilege. This is the, this is the absence of privilege when... So, for someone that is not black, uh, someone that has privilege, um, will never experience this in this way, right? Because of the privilege. So, so many people uh, that have privilege are a little less empathetic because they, it's just they just haven't experienced it. So, how does that even? How do they even begin to reconcile what that's like, right? But here's an example, I like to bring this up because here's an illustration of the reverse side of privilege, where you can walk into an establishment and sit there for two, 120 seconds, and people are threatened, afraid, and think you are up to no good. Someone that... This is this is an existence, and this is a perspective on the world that some people will never experience or understand. But I think that you know this happening and getting so much exposure is a good thing, and hopefully more people are uh, sympathetic and aware of what some people have to go through. You know, in the in the least, I think elements of privilege and lack of privilege are often written off as outlier experiences. Oh, there must have been another reason. Oh, mm-hmm. there's you are blowing things out of proportion. Oh, you're just playing the race card. Oh, if you would work harder, if you would try hard, it's in your own hands to earn the privilege or earn the opportunities that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those examples where 
it's really hard to blame it on anything other than racial bias and privilege. Yeah. It's with the video recording, which thank goodness somebody pulled out their camera and started recording. And the timestamps on this, it's those kind of things are surprising, I think, to anybody who hears the story whether you're on the side of identifying more with the person who got kicked out or identifying more with the people that never have to think about that circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And and speaking on that, you know, the voices that could say, you know, work harder or do this and do this and then this will happen. A lot of this, uh, that pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality, right? Uh, I love this quote. It's all right to tell a man to lift himself by his own bootstraps, but it is cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself up by his bootstraps. Hmm. That's, that's said by Dr. King. Um, yeah, what about people that don't have boots? You know? This is kind of one of those examples where they didn't even have the opportunity for equality. It was taken away from them before they even got started. Let's take this a step further. What about the officers that came into that Starbucks, saw that the guys were just sitting there, not doing anything, and they still decided to arrest them? What's the story behind that? I don't if, know. The- if you're a cop, wouldn't you walk in and be like, hey, 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 there's a disturbance here. You're talking to an employee. Oh, these guys over here? Okay. Hey, guys, what's the- Oh. Oh, you're not- you're- Are they just sitting here? Oh. Hold on a second. Go back to the store manager. What'd you call, what'd you call us for? Can I- Ask what happened? A personal question in this. If the office, let's magically put you in that position. All right? Which is No, no, no. You're at the Starbucks. Yeah. And this manager calls the police. The police come in. You didn't even know they were coming in for you, but they come in and ask you to leave. Would you leave? I think the the compliance to an officer's instruction, that's got to be a hard decision for a person who believes they weren't in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, what? I'm just sitting here. Sir, please stand up, gather your things. It's time to go. Look, I'm just waiting. Like, how much resistance does a person put up? And in that rising tension things escalate and the officers move to their next level of protocol. And to be honest, I wish I knew what these young men, what their what was reaction said was in that moment. Like, did they stand up and start gathering their things? What were they told? How much were they told? Did they start to leave immediately? Or did they say, hey, we're not doing anything wrong? Rightfully so, saying that. I just don't know how much resistance a person would put up before complying to what seems to be very unjust instructions from an officer. Had they not been arrested, maybe, I don't, I wish I knew how it happened. Maybe if somebody is listening can inform me, just text me right now. (laughs) But I don't know what happened. Asia, do you know what happened? It's it's not a live show. Do you know what happened when the cops came to the Starbucks? They escorted them out. Okay, so, so, yeah, and, and it's that in-between that we don't know. 
But uh, if... Uh, they didn't get arrested, though. I thought they got arrested. They didn't... They were cuffed and yeah. escorted out. They were cuffed and escorted out. But they weren't, like, charged with anything, as far as I know, so that was good. Right. So, yeah, the thing is, I don't know if I would have been combative or I don't know if I would have disagreed or, or you know, done an impromptu sit-in. However, my, I think that my main goal in life since having, since becoming a father is to make it home. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I can't operate under any other sort of logic than that. That's consumed me. It's like I need to, ma- I need to make it home. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know how it would have played out. A in person the shouldn't have to make that decision. Yeah, in the moment, I don't know what I would have done. Um, as of this moment, how I feel right now, if you ask me that, I would say that I would not leave. But I, I don't know. I don't think. Right. Well, I'm glad these guys had the courage to... Um, to display what um, what you would hope somebody would display in this circumstance, where they were so composed under pressure. Mm-hmm. They didn't see this coming. They were out for a regular meeting, and they were so in control of their response in the moment that it left them blameless. Yeah, that's good. And I am, I think that's above and beyond yeah, in the, the circumstance. There like were that. a couple of people around, like the guy that they were supposed to be meeting eventually arrived. He and a couple other people in the store were more vocal than they were. I don't, the you video, I, the video that, I saw, right? I didn't hear you anything. Want, you want other people From them. to stick up for your rights in a moment like that. And I was Especially glad people that look different, that wouldn't yeah. be treated the same way, that don't have to step in and mm-hmm. speak up for you. It yeah. seemed like people were having the response you would hope they would. Yeah, in that I was glad in that moment they did have they did have supportive voices. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show just how ignorant people, some people are still, and it's sad. And, uh, you know, I mean, I respect everyone's decision to to uh, patron whatever business they choose but I think <laughs> a campaign to uh, boycott Starbucks is not the best way to, well, I don't think, think Starbucks is to blame it's, it's, a, it's a stupid racist person well you wonder and it'd be great to, to know the inside track has this person displayed any issues before mm-hmm. around uh, you know t- mistreating customers based on race yeah. before if if things were you know swept under the rug Possibly, or something like I mean, that that's when you would get when starbucks you can, involved right but i like the way the ceo handled it um well first they released a statement saying they're looking into it and then the ceo i think the next day released a video apologizing mm-hmm. and what i love that he did is he took he apologized and took ownership of it mm-hmm. i thought that that communicates so much more than shifting the blame. Yeah. As the CEO, he stepped in and said, we apologize. I apologize. This is my fault. He actually said, this is 
my fault or something like that. Yeah. And said, we're doing our best to learn from this. So the day after Memorial Day, they will close Starbucks for the afternoon countrywide in order to do racial um, racial awareness and mm-hmm. uh, bias training. Training. That's yeah. Cool. So all Starbucks are all Starbucks's will be closed Starbucks for I. a number of hours. On, yeah, that's uh, cool. On that Tuesday, and they're bringing in big hitters for the the teaching lineup. That's cool. Yeah, Al Sharpton's gonna be there. <laughs> I don't think he's on the list. <laughs> Jesse Jackson. I don't think he made it either. Maybe some more contemporary <laughs> figures. <laughs> yeah. That's cool though. That's good. That's a good uh, way to handle it. I don't. That's that's uh, four by six. We got Asia here. Asia is uh, Asia the intern interning with Creative Arts Ministry here at Bridgeway, and she's working on finding info plaques. Info? What are you placking? You know when you go to like a museum or something, you see a piece of art and it's got a little plaque under it. Oh, one of those info plaques. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're trying to find those for this little thing we're putting together. You can do it. Good work. The one that I found, I contacted the lady, um, Paula, or Pauline. Very different. Uh, It would they have a fifty dollar minimum plus a ten dollar breaking fee for. They're tripping. We would have to order nineteen to meet the fifty dollar requirement minimum. Then we would have to pay shipping and handling plus a ten dollar breaking fee. Say no more. Can. Can you just go to, a, like, a local nope. trophy place? You know, the place that makes trophies? Do we have local trophy places? Yeah, I'm sure on Route 1 they're, like, <laughs> <laughs> You know the National uh, Center for Curling is in Laurel? Dave, 2022, what do you say? We put a curling team together. We start now. I'm really good at yelling. I'm really good at sweeping. And I'm pretty good at moving slowly. So I think those are, like, the three roles of, uh, oh, but I'm not very precise. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm bad at, to, I'd I'm, have to train it most. I'm bad at normal size shuffleboard. 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 <laughs> What's wrong with me? Hey, you know what, though? If we've got years, if we quit our jobs yeah. and just did this full time, yeah. how good could we get in three years? Honestly. I, that's a, I think we could full-time. get pretty good. The one... Sport that I think if we have any shot of being Olympians in, mm-hmm. I think it's crew rowing. Because we got people to hold us up. All all you do is just row, right? Good point. So if we get like super jacked, how hard could it be? You just row. It's not difficult. You just got to do cardio. Yeah. I mean, we're not like out of shape. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm out of shape. I mean, not like way out of shape. You. You'll, you'll bounce back pretty quick. Pull it back. Yeah. Give me, like, three weeks. Yeah. See, three weeks to get in shape is not out of shape, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, in three weeks, we start training and just, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the, the, the one with the best entry point. I don't know, but the, but the National Curling Center is in Laurel, though. Yeah. I mean, this could be fate. Yeah. Uh, I I, uh, I went and I, I watched some curling. I watched some people curl it live. Really? Yeah. And it was... Surprisingly riveting, huh? Uh, um, It was cool for a short amount of time. 
But during that short amount of time, I was very interested. Then it passed. Could you see good? Could you see well? Yeah. Yeah, I could see good and well. And it had a good viewing area. They let me uh, stand right next to the actual curling, like where it was happening. Mm. But um, Was it cold in there? Just like any ice rink. Like an ice rink? Yeah. So uh, we've been traveling recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. and I have been traveling we, uh, around the United States, around uh, internationally. For me, uh, we're about to head back out on the road. Yeah. Figured might be able to get a little update. You could tell people where you've been and uh, where you're headed. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where I've been. Uh, I went to Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh for the first time mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, spent a little bit of time in D.C., mm-hmm. which it's not a super long travel commute, but for me it is because just traffic is terrible. Uh, I'm going to Goshen, Virginia this weekend. Okay, nobody has ever been to Goshen, Virginia <laughs> that's listening to this podcast. It sounds like a cheese. It does. Goshen cheese. Along with brie and Gruyere, so you think it's so you think it's on the creamy side then? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a uh, there's an old alum spring, alum and mineral springs, spring. Yeah. Hot uh, springs that they've uh, made into a campground. Cool. And I'm gonna do a district youth retreat with the Christian Missionary Alliance denomination. They got youth groups from the Mid-Atlantic District. So it's like 15 to 20 youth groups that come every year. Mm-hmm. This is my fourth year going. So I'll be sharing some poetry. I'll, I'll be hosting the weekend. Nice. Uh, this is my fourth year going. Did I just say that? Yep. So this is my fourth year going. and um, So yeah, this has become an annual thing for me that I look forward to, that I love. That's you know, awesome. You know what's really cool about doing poetry and being invited to places like this is that uh, I'll spend time in Maryland writing, you know, you know, I'll be at some cafe by myself writing on these sheets of paper, putting words down that ultimately turn into these poems that I then present on a stage somewhere in Virginia in front of three, four hundred kids. And I'm on stage maybe three minutes, three to five minutes max. But that opens up this door where... A young person could not know me from Adam, but the poetry has, has crumbled these walls down where I become approachable and I can connect with students uh, and they share these things with me that they're going through in their lives and I get the uh, opportunity to like encourage them and, and, and just you know speak, speak truth and, and encouragement into them and it's invaluable, you know? The fact that I can have the chance to do that is very, very special, so I'm really looking forward to it. Have you noticed a difference in poems that, like, that really create those opportunities? Like, what are the elements that make it go from, oh, that was a nice poem, to one of those real connect points? I think... Even a student who's struggling. Yeah. I think it's more about the platform. Um, 
because like you kind of forget stuff immediately, you know? Like if you hear a, a poem or a rap song or something in that context, in that ballpark, you if you listen to it once, you might remember one line from it, hmm. maybe. Um, you have to listen to it many, many, many times to like remember the actual like context and um, but I think it's more about the the platform being part of the retreat as a whole and sharing the poetry that mm-hmm. in the moment they like it and they vibe with it yeah and then and then and so that that platform then opens up the the opportunity for them to approach and i I hear you i you might still be underselling <laughs> yourself because if you hear somebody in that position and it's bad, mm. then it doesn't open it up. Like, That's a good point. You know, somebody because when could I... be up on that same platform and be sharing something and whatever they do, people just don't vibe. Like, they don't get you know, that's them. That's true, because when I, when I, like, like, you take artists, like musicians, for example, the ones you are big fans of, you want to meet them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I guess that's kind of in the same, yeah. in the same vein. Um, yeah, I guess I never, I don't really put it in that way. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm spitting this fire. So, like, everybody's trying to meet me. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that plays a part of it, but it, not spitting fire. I think being up there and just, whether it's good or bad, I think being up there and being, like, authentically yourself, mm-hmm. I think that that, that that does it. You know, and if I'm me, if I'm being me and I'm being true to myself, I think that that's the palpable, uh, that's the palpable identifying thing that binds us together. As that's cool. That's I mean, you've said that to me before in times when I've asked you for feedback on me speaking. Oh yeah, you're like Dave, just be more of yourself. Just be more of yourself. Like yeah, that. It's not odd for me to hear hear you say that mm. as a response for your speaking. Because it's something that I think you value in other people's yeah. speaking as well. Is yeah. when it, it's uniquely them. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to be somebody else. They're right. not trying to act like somebody else. But you listen to them and you're like, ah, I know that. Like that they were themselves up there. Yeah. And there's something magical about that. that. Yeah. That's why I have a lot of problem with. You know, it's hard to find musicians you like because so many of them are doing things because that's what is expected of them, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, that's, I don't know. If I, if I can't tell who you are, I'm not going to, re- your music isn't going to resonate with me. Man. And I'm not saying we have to have a lot in common. I just need to see a person in there, you know? Yeah. And when I don't see a person, I can't vibe with the music. So, yeah, that goes back to what I said, like, mm-hmm. a minute ago, like, an authentic artist, I think, will garner that response. Yeah. And I see that even across cultural lines. Yeah. So I get to run a teen open mic night over the summer, and there'll be 100 kids out on the lawn listening to some random student, teenager, up on the stage performing their music. And... We have such a wide variety of genres represented on the stage. It could go straight from somebody singing a musical number Mm -hmm. to somebody singing folk music to somebody doing a pop cover to somebody 
you know, the, a hip hop group up there. Like, it's wide in the in the genre range. Yeah. But one thing that will make the audience come alive is somebody being an authentic, really good artist in whatever their genre is. So you could have people who don't even relate to that genre, but it's like something in, inside of them because of yeah. the authenticity. Definitely. Okay. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That's then af- cool. after Goshen, yeah. it's back to Seattle. Seattle. Seattle's our second home. It's amazing that it could be so up. far away and you're there twice in a couple months. So much in my heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, this time a whole family's going out. We're really nervous about flying with Lily. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll be there for two weeks. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. That's awesome. Just play. And since we've been so many times and we stay with the same family, um, each time we go, it gets more and more uh, low maintenance and more rhythmic. Yeah. Like it, it's it's like a second home. See, this is a very distinct difference between the two of us. <laughs> If I well, we're creatures was of habit taking back to back trips, I would rarely, if ever, go to the same place twice. I would always want to go someplace new. It's that I, it's that electricity of yeah. of not the novelty of a new place and getting to do new things and cross another place off my list. Yeah, or, I agree with I agree with that. I think the the anomaly here is is our our friends there. They were like our friends Paula Margarita and their kids Leo and Ruby. They're like they were they were some of our closest friends here when they lived here in Maryland mm-hmm. and then they moved out and they're still some of our closest friends. Um and so they're they're the for me, my wife mm-hmm. my wife loves Seattle more than I do. Nice. Uh but if 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 Paula Margarita lived in North Dakota I'd be going to North Dakota once a year. Yeah. So you've been out to Seattle how many, like, this is your th- third, fourth trip, something like that, in I just a short amount of time? My, I think it's my fifth. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think it's my fifth. That's, that's just something I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's cool. <laughs> like, it's cool that there's that drive to go back to the same place. I would always choose yeah. a new place. If we could afford it, though, we would definitely we go to this, we would go to Seattle once a year, mm-hmm. and then we would vacation right. in a different place mm-hmm. somewhere. Sure. We would totally do that if we yeah. had the money. That's so awesome. So I agree with you. I'm finally getting a chance to go see my sister out ah, in Wyoming. Wyoming. I want to go to Wyoming. Wyoming. She lives in Jackson Hole, which is right at the foot of the Teton Mountain Range. Fortunate name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> some dudes. Why is hole such a dirty word? What? Oh, so Jackson up. Hole and the Teton Mountains. Like, yeah. Some <laughs> guys, some lonely men out on the ra- exploring That's range wild. named those uh, those places. Hey, Jeff, you, you, you want to call it Jackson Hole? He's like, oh, yep. Well, that's funny. What do you think those, <laughs> what do you think those mountains look like? <laughs> He's just lonely. <laughs> Let's call them the Tetons. <laughs> so I've been wanting to get out to Yellowstone for a long time, and 
more than that, get out to see my sister. She posts awesome pictures of her backyard, moose back there. They cross country ski to work. Whoa. They're like, do they really? Yes, they're like right in the middle of like some beautiful, beautiful country, and uh, I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to be out there and hopefully adventure around a little bit, see some. Uh, some lakes, some mountains, some hikes, some waterfalls, some geysers. There's some hot springs there. It's like beautiful. Area. There's hot springs. Yeah. How hot are the hot springs? I'll let you know. Like it's safe to get in? I don't know. I I just don't know. <laughs> what well, you can't get anything over like 104, right? Or you boil? Like what's boiling? Two twelve. Right? Boiling is hot. hot. Boiling is hot, hot. You get burned a lot sooner than you boil. Do you guys want noodles and company? What, like right now? Yeah, we're not getting dinner. <laughs> noodles and company? Why do you get noodles and company so much? I don't like noodles I and company. I don't get noodles and company. I feel like you do. Maybe. Have you ever been to Cava? Have you ever been yeah. to Cava? But I just had Chipotle yesterday. Cava and okay. Chipotle Have you ever been to Cava? Really <laughs> yeah, different we places. went to Cava together. Cava. That's a good spot. Okay, fine guys. <laughs> I wanted some noodles. But oh well, do you want kava? Well, I could get down with some kava. Yeah, kava and noodles and company are pretty close to each other, though. They're right you across could, the street. Yeah, they're yeah. not they're across both, the parking lot. But I know that if I go in line to get kava, like yeah. I'm gonna end up getting kava. I don't have a kava order like I have a chipotle order. Oh, I do. I can I list do. off my chipotle order really quick. Oh, my gosh. I haven't been to kava enough Dude, you to need refine to. my kava oh, I've, order. I've, I've, you to tell <laughs> I've found the perfect combination for me. I, as well. Wow. Greens and grains. Mm. With the greens, I get the half spinach, half romaine. Mm-hmm. And then the grains, I get the little uh, saffron rice. Okay. And then uh, the chicken. Mm-hmm. I course. get three scoops of tzatziki. Whoa, wow. I go tzatziki and hummus and eggplant. Okay, I just triple up on the tzatziki. There you go. And then I get the uh, pickled onions, pickled red onions, uh, the uh, cucumber tomato sl- uh, oh, yes. slaw or whatever it is. A little quinoa. The, mm-hmm, the red cabbage, uh, extra banana peppers, olives, and then I get the uh, sriracha yogurt. See, I'm so which content. Which is why I go. I'm so content Sounds with my great. order that I don't know whether I want to try the vegetables. Every time I go there, I'm like, I'm going to try the vegetables on it, but I'm just too afraid, and I just they look good. time. Ronald, Ronald so gets the good. veggies, and they're good. Yeah. But what if you I don't should like do it. it. Just give it, give it one shot. It might change your life. Uh, breaking news, just found out Vern Troyer died. Yeah. Did you know that? I heard about that earlier on this week. I thought you seemed heavy coming in today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't under... Uh, um, what temperature it, is boiling? Oh, I guess Water we're switching. Water has a boiling point of 212 <laughs> degrees, degrees, Dave. You nailed it. Yeah, uh, Yeah. he apparently was suffering from dis- depression, and alcohol content was way high in his blood and uh, didn't didn't last too long after being hospitalized. Hospital <laughs> I can't even say it. Hospitalized. Terrible. Yeah, so he uh, he starred in many many movies, <laughs> and would be missed my missed by <laughs> why are you laughing? Missed by many. I I'm I'm failing to see 
It's not. No, I was laughing because, like... <laughs> it's no, I'm not laughing at he died. I'm very sad he died. I, I'm a big sure. Austin Powers fan. Yes. Um, I was just being really inappropriate and immature because I was thinking about, like, what's his... <laughs> oh, no. What's his threshold for like blood oh, alcohol, alcohol content? content probably? Because he's so small. Did you hear on the opposite side of? Yeah, I would imagine. Was he two feet? That. I think he's like two feet eight yeah. inches or something. Oh, so it's like and Andre the Giant on the other side. Oh, he'd of be it, pounding like he could twelve packs and like yeah. not even be buzzed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, I I, I really want to visit some hot springs at some point. To yeah. be, like, in a natural hot tub. Yeah. It's, like, really cool but also scary. I think it would be therapeutic, to say the least. Here's the thing that no one talks about, Dave. Uh-oh. The fact, speaking of natural things yeah. being hot, uh, Mount Rainier is still an active volcano. Do you know if it blows, we're dead? Mount Rainier? Yes. Mm, not we're Probably people out there dead. No, not dude. us. You, talking the about whole country will be covered in ash, man. No, not that. Are you thinking to... about the super volcano underneath Yellowstone? That too. That oh, is that one's That's when, yeah, that one's gonna... That one's, we're done. All right, Rainier will definitely kill the people on the West Coast, but... I think it's gonna be like a Mount St. Helens. I think some people died when Mount St. Helens blew. I think Rainier would be the same, the same way. The thing about it is that, um... The, the thing about it is it's not like... It's not like if it'll happen. It's, it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a gonna. Right. You know? It's a gonna. Oh, it's a gonna. <laughs> right. Yeah. I also learned that some eruptions can last for years. I think when the last time Mount St. Helen uh, erupted, it, it, it eru- erupted for 10 years. That's crazy. Like, because to classify an eruption yeah. would be just the... Well, yeah, and it's had different waves of mm-hmm. eruptions. I think the... Living in Baltimore, D.C. area, we deal with little to no natural disasters. Very true. Tornadoes are minor here. Hurricanes, minor. Mm-hmm. Earthquakes, extremely minor. We don't we don't deal with any of the major. Yeah, I know. Natural disasters. Why well, I like it. It's and that, and, pretty good. And, and uh, you know, as a kid watching Twister, just jacked me up. Like I, I can't I can't live down south or in the, in the west or in the in the middle of the country because. I'm definitely afraid of tornadoes. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't like that notch at the top. I don't either. But this is the cheapest. Everything else is like $75, $60. It's 37 These? for a pack of 10 Yes, sir. Oh, that kind of breaks my price point. These. Can you break the top of it off? I mean. Asia, please, please find a better option. Okay, look. You I can do it. I believe in you. Mm. We're going to find something better. So this so, is $70. How long are you in Wyoming for? So we'll be out there for a full week, and we're going to... I'm going to fly out with Reese. Julie's going to meet us out there. Right now she's she's actually in Seattle. So oh. you guys will kind of pass in the airport. She'll leave on Sunday and meet us out there. I leave on Monday, and I meet Julie out in Wyoming. So me and Reese will fly out to Salt Lake City, rent a car, and then drive up to... What time's your flight? Leaving BWI on on Monday. Uh, it's late morning. Late morning. Yeah, late Has morning. Has she flown before? Reese, yeah, we... She's... How, I, didn't, I didn't get onto a plane until I was, like, senior in high school. I didn't get on a plane until I was, like, 20-something. What? Reese has already been on, like, two, three flights. 
Privileged life, man. Seriously, she doesn't even know how good she has it. She don't know. So, yeah, Reese has flown a couple of times. I used to dream about mm-hmm. being on an airplane. What's right. it like, you know? I thought it was the coolest thing. Now, sucks. hop on it, just go anywhere you want. Does she do well on planes? Uh, she did okay, yeah. It was, it was fine. We take the iPad, so some sort of electronic device that yep. helps. True. That's something that is unique to this Essential. era. Essential. But I don't want her to be on the iPad for the four hours of the flight and then an additional four hours in the car, right? So I'm taking activity books, coloring books, snacks, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, playing some I Spy games. You should wake her up at 5 a.m. So 5 a.m.? On Monday morning. Oh, so that she sleeps in the car once we get there? Because that's what Daddy would do. Yeah. Daddy would get little sleep so that I can sleep on the plane. It's a good look. Let me know. Well, let me know if you decide to do that. I want to know how it goes. Okay. Sometimes kids, it'll go the other way. They should just go crazy. Yeah. So me and Reese went out for a hike on Monday, and it was about an hour drive back. Mm-hmm. And she resisted going to sleep for at least forty-five, maybe fifty minutes, oh, and then girl, ten minutes away from it. getting to the house, she falls asleep after I put on some. Some music. Lily always falls asleep five minutes from the house. Yeah. I'm like, so I drove around for another five minutes. Yeah, now I was we like, d- I'm not gonna do this. So, so hopefully it's not the same way when we are doing that long travel. That's five by seven and seven dollars. Mm, that's not gonna work either. What are they made out of? Acrylic. Acrylic. Wow. Um. I have so one more for you. Last show we talked about hair, hair loss. Mm-hmm. Um. $65 for a pack of 10. Five so, before we talk about hair loss, again, uh, as we're talking about traveling, one oh, thing yeah, that yeah. I realized as I've been thinking about, you know, I get into various levels of wanderlust and wanting to just pick up and travel and do new things, and you see all these travel pictures online, and any social media account, people love posting their travel pictures. I do, and it kind of gets me excited about being out in someplace different. And I think about adventures that I've been on. And I got to thinking about adventures, and most adventures that I've been on, there's been at least one person that I'm with who is not experiencing the adventure because they've done it before. For them, they're leading the adventure for other people. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's new. For me, it's different. But for somebody, it's their normal. It's their everyday. Or it's their, at least they've done it before. And I've been thinking about the difference between... Because the times that I travel where I'm like, I've done this before. A lot of times I take people with me who are experiencing the adventure... And I'm the one who's kind of leading the way. Yeah. And then the times where I'm experiencing the adventure, normally, there's somebody who's leading the way for me. So I was just thinking about those three different ways of traveling, whether I'm like actual adventure where I'm off on my own and I'm doing something really cool uh, and nobody's kind of leading the way. Or somebody else is, is paving the way for me and just how unappreciative I've been to those people before. 
or the times where I'm like, I've been here before, I've done this before, but recognizing that I'm leading an adventure for somebody when I take somebody with me on a time like that. So kind of uh, enjoying their adventure, not just thinking about how I could be, how I would like to be doing something new or different or novel. So I've just been thinking about travel since I've been on the road recently and am about to do it again. And I look forward to my next couple trips with that in mind of like really taking advantage of whatever mode of adventure that mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. What traveling has done for me, uh, it's made me a it's made me a tourist in my own city. So and part of that is birthed out of stubbornness because whenever we go somewhere, my wife is like, oh, this is so much better than home. And then my stubbornness goes, no, it's not. And so when I get home, I'm like, you know, so like in Seattle, there's a plethora of amazing dim sum restaurants. <laughs> and so when we got home, I'm like, where are the dim sum restaurants? Um... And then in Seattle, there's, like, all this amazing coffee. So I'm like, where are the good cafes? Yeah. So I, that's made me a, it's made me into a, you know, a tourist and, and a, a seeker of new things in my own city. Um, and it's, it's actually something that uh, has enhanced and enriched my living experience here in Maryland. I get to explore new areas. Sure. It, like, we, it like we just started hanging out in Hamden, Baltimore. I grew up in Baltimore. I grew up in Baltimore City and never been to Hamden until yeah. we started hanging out there last year. It's a cool area. Mm-hmm. There's, record, there's a couple of record stores. There's like um, a bunch of like antique shops, and I love antiquing. Because well, I'm a 65-year-old white maybe woman. Maybe we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, I think... You're right. It is the complete responsibility of the individual for whether or not they get into these ruts yeah. of boredom. Because I... Boredom. I get it. Like, I get into those ruts, and I th- expect somebody else to pull me out of it. Mm-hmm. When really, what am I actively doing to do something different, to try something different, to see somebody see something different, meet someone different, like, I have those, that ability. There's plenty of options here, but I get into the rut of, oh, this is what I always do. These are the places I always go. This Mm -hmm. is the food I always eat. This is the um, way I always spend my time. And I like that. Being a tourist in your own city gives you the chance to put something fresh around it. Yeah. And and that can and that can be the catalyst to embark on bigger things too. Yeah. For example, um, the coffee thing. Now I'm looking for the best cafes around and experiencing and enjoying that. And then it's like, so then when I get that cup that that cup of coffee, and it's like that's delicious. Then my personality goes, uh, how do I make this? So then I dive into that, you know, down that rabbit hole. And I, the last couple of years, I've been just learning about coffee. And now I want to open a cafe. I'd go to that cafe. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. 
I'm gonna open a cafe now, Dave. I don't know when. You you heard it here first. I don't know where. April twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. A place to go. It's chill. There's gonna be art everywhere. There's gonna be live music. Twenty three dollars total for ten. That's not bad. Are you sure you can order a quantity of ten? Yeah, I already added it to the cart. Five by seven, though. Too big. I wanted four by nine, you know. Oh, that's awkward. No, no, it's like... But yeah, I mean, a cool cool place, an artsy place, Mm -hmm. a place uh, for people to go and hang out. Mm -hmm. A venue. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we... Oh, and When we have bigger... coffee. Bigger dreams like that. The minutia and the detail and mundane work that it takes to get from here to there is should not be ignored. Mm-hmm. And so then putting the focus on where I am now, when I'm in the middle of detail, mundane work, as long as it's moving toward, like sometimes I just have to remind myself of what I'm moving toward, that'll help me endure the boredom here if it's building towards something, if yeah. I feel like it's boredom and it's not building toward any new experience or any new opportunity, then that's when the boredom just gets like suffocating. Yeah. But if those kind of details that might be hard work, might be the mundane, might be my regular everyday life, if those are building to something awesome, then I'd say, okay, it's worth it. Yeah. Like, and I and I, yeah. I keep a lot of things in the pipeline. You know, I got a, I have an agenda, a oh, life yeah. agenda, you Ooh. know, like there's the cafe, yeah. there's the arts, there's poetry and mm-hmm. acting that I can do stuff in if an opportunity presents itself. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, I want to take up boxing at some point in life, mm-hmm. you know, I want to play some tennis tournaments, there's a, I want to learn how to fly, Yeah. you know. There's all these cool things that I haven't even, I haven't even like touched or scratched the surface in pursuing yet that I know I want to. So here's something that I would like to do at some point, and it would help me with this, I think, in my life, is ask people in my life if I can tag along to things that they're doing, things that I would never do on my own, but that they're, for them it's their everyday life, Right? in order to make sure that I'm not just resting on the handful of things that I have in the pipeline, that I'm continually getting a fresh experience and possibly that shifting my trajectory. Keeping things fresh. Yeah. I want to tag along. I think there's a lot of fun in tagging along. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because, like, you would just... By default, you would learn some stuff. Yep. You know? Like, it would be impossible not to. Yeah. But has traveling made you think the world is bigger or smaller than you thought? I think traveling has made me think the world is bigger. Because... Every place is so different. And if we're saying 
you could experience, uh, you know, new experiences here at home just by getting a fresh look. When I go to a new location, I'm just getting my first experience there. Mm-hmm. There are different levels. So, yeah, I couldn't even begin to, like, figure out, like, put a prior, really a priority list of where I want to go next because there's so many different options. I would just love to go anywhere. There's endless, yeah. endless places. Yeah. Well, final question. We've got about another minute. What's your take on hair dye? You mean like just for men? Yeah. Or like what's your take graying? on graying? Like if you're graying, what's then your take dying? on what's your take on a man dyeing his hair? Oh. Uh if it's to cover up gray hair, I'm not for it. I think people should age and age well. If it's for fun and just to try something new, just go right ahead. Um, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know too many men who dye their hair for just fun, like, fun. <laughs> right, me right. neither. Yeah. My punk rock days are over. Dave, they might come back if the grunge era, is re- if the grunge era returns, Dave. Well. I don't know what the future holds. My uh, high school punk rock band, Tripolar Disorder, might get back together. Reunion tour. I... Dave, I agree with you. I'd like to believe that I'll be cool with aging. I think I will. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Obama stage of my, of my head. Well, Julie picks out, like, she identifies uh, probably about two dozen gray hairs up there for me. So yeah. it's coming. It's coming. I've got a good 6% of my hair is gray, I think. No, not six yeah. percent. Maybe like three percent. Maybe a, like, maybe like. Uh, you got a couple silver streaks up there. Maybe like two percent. You got a couple silver streaks. Because we have so many hairs that we don't realize we have. You want to have a body hair episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, we'd like to thank Luke Andy for the music. Thank, thank you. It's funky tunes you hear. That's our boy Luke. Provided the music. Up, uh, a link to his yeah. SoundCloud. Go to DanteShepherd.com. Check out one of his live shows here in the area. Yeah, I'll link his joint. Cool. Uh, yeah, do it, Dave. See ya, see ya. Dave, that's not what you say. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> <laughs>